What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Beyond the Buckle. Today, we have a very special interview, and I am so excited for you guys to hear this one. So today, we spoke with Charlie Rose, who is a Tasmanian Championship Wrestling superstar. So Tassie Championship Wrestling is based out of Launceston, uh, down in little old Tasmania, where myself and Charlie are both from, down here in Australia. So... I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview. I really don't want to talk a whole lot at the start because we may as well just jump straight into the interview. We cover how she started in the business, uh, Jonestown, her current TCW championship reign as the Northwest champion and much more. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. And yeah, let's get right into it. Alrighty guys, here we are. This is our first official interview on the channel and I couldn't be any more excited for this one. She is a homegrown talent. She is the current Tasmanian Championship Wrestling North S Champion. Not to mention, she is the first ever TCW North S Champion and she joins us now, Charlie Rose. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I feel like I have an inclination to let the listeners know that we just struggled a little bit with some technical difficulties, but we are really hoping that this all goes ahead now. And we're both so excited to do this interview. And I really want to start this off by kind of getting a grasp of how you got into the industry and when you started and all that kind of stuff. Give us a little bit of a background on yourself. Yeah, so when the when I first like got into wrestling, it was because I watched. Oh, sorry, not when I first got into wrestling, but the thing that really made me want to start training was after I watched the um, Paige fighting with my family um, documentary, um, and I was like fourteen when I watched it. I watched it and then instantly just bawled my eyes out because I was like, oh, like wrestling as a girl that's that's something I can do um and so straight away after that I instantly went on to Google and I was like training schools in um Tassie only to find that there was one um Tasmanian championship wrestling so uh took a couple of months to try and convince um my parents to say yes I could train um at you know because I was like 14 almost 15 stupidly young to start training and be in a you know, wrestling male dominated business. But um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how I got my kickstart. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Tazzy Championship Wrestling is obviously a very male dominated uh, sector of the wrestling community, I guess you could say, because there's not a whole lot of females that do train at the TCW Academy. So how do you kind of feel having to be, I guess, intergender wrestling is a very... Uh, risque topic I guess in the in the wrestling community you're obviously thrust into that straight away because you kind of have no choice down here how did you go with that um because 
when I first started, I was essentially thrown in with all the boys because that's, you know, all I really had. And even prior to that, like watching the TCW shows as a fan, majority of the shows were male. So I knew going into it that that was going to be the case. Um, but I'm very lucky in that all the boys at TCW have been nothing but good to me. Um, they, you know, obviously it was a bit awkward at first because it's a girl coming in. Like, you can't deny that that could get a bit weird and, you know, awkward. But, you know, a lot of other girls who train at places aren't as privileged as me in that because there, you know, can be a lot of sketchy things that go on in the business. And um, I'm so grateful that um, the boys basically just took me in with open arms and, you know, treated me exactly like one of them and they don't care that I'm a girl. And I'm so, so, so grateful for them that it was that way for me. As far as intergender wrestling goes, I guess I'm biased because majority of my matches have been um, intergender, you know, matches and because I only train with boys. Um, well, I have only trained with boys, but um, to me, it's just wrestling. Like, I don't care who you are, what your gender is or what you identify as. Um, I just want to wrestle. I want to tell a story. And I think that's what all, you know, joins us together in this business. Well, absolutely. That's the thing. Entertainment is entertainment. And I've always been kind of of the opinion that to me, intergender intergender wrestling is actually extremely good to watch because it, it shines a light on the women as well. Because obviously, as you say, being the only girl in the male dominated industry, you could quite easily get overlooked. And I feel as though that 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 then shines a light on you and gives you a really good spotlight to move on into what has already been a, a quite successful young career for you. And speaking of your career, you, you started with a faction of, of three people and it was called Jonestown. So give us a little bit of background on Jonestown. Okay. So how Jonestown actually kind of came about was I was pretty much show ready, but me, I'm a very, very anxious person. So I was never going to speak up and be like, hey, can I wrestle on a show now? Because I just didn't feel like it was my place. Like the trainer will say, hey, you're ready to compete on a show, like whatever. And I was fine with that. But Dylan Daniels, who was a part of the original Jonestown, that was um, Eddie Jones and Dylan Daniels, basically just pushed for me to, you know, keep training and ask. I mean, I didn't ask because I was still like, no, like I can't, I can't do that. But um, he really pushed for me to start training and, um, you know, asked to be in a show. And then I pretty much came in as a third training partner for Eddie Jones and Dylan Daniels. Um, we trained together and then it came to be that, um, you know, we ended up debuting as a, trio on um annihilation five and then jonestown kind of really kicked off from there yeah nice so the i guess we have to talk about it seeing as though you started with jonestown the implosion of jonestown what yeah. went down what why did this all come about that that the greatest trio in tcw history have finally all gone their own way 
<laughs> a greatest trio. Take that, El Cartel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'll be honest. There was there was a rustle in the group ever since I want to say Annihilation Six. So we went from Annihilation Five to Annihilation Six. We were a team, strong team. We were, you know working together as you know as best as we could and we enjoyed the time that we spent together i i got a little bit frustrated closer to the end of um oh sorry closer to annihilation six because i felt like i wasn't being treated as you know fairly it was always the boys and, and then me um but, you know, I put that aside. I got a little angry, but I put it aside because at the end of the day, if you're a team, you're going to work together as a team. As a year goes on and I put my feelings aside because I feel like I'm a decent person and I can move on from things, somebody else had their true intentions in mind as well. And fortunately for me, I wasn't as involved because it was genuinely um I guess Eddie Jones's issues with Dylan Daniels that I guess I was kind of in the shadow about but um I think it was Rogue that he finally snapped and I had a feeling something was coming but you know you never really know you don't expect family to stab you in the back like that um, and then from there, basically just led on to this massive feud between all three of us. And it really does suck, but I'm very grateful of the opportunity that it was me and Eddie Jones in the final for the Northwest Championship tournament. So it's kind of funny how it went full circle, but it didn't that, have to be this in the end. That was literally going to be my next question was how, how did it feel coming full circle with with having obviously you had the gauntlet uh, at uh, the TCW, I've forgotten the name of the event, uh, but you no doubt remember. Triumphant. Sorry, it's on Triumphant. I knew, I knew, we both knew, but we just couldn't get it out. Um, you obviously had the gauntlet match, and all of a sudden, Eddie comes out and attacks Cyrus before his match and it ultimately culminates with you two in the ring at the end for the final fight for the championship. So kind of, you've already said a little bit, but how did, how really did that feel to come full circle to then get that victory over him and have the last laugh, as you could say? It kind of, it makes me feel like, the thoughts that I had before were valid because in that moment, I knew that I had to not only prove to myself, but prove to everyone in Jonestown and everyone in TCW that I'm not just the girl. I'm not just, you know, the afterthought. I'm here to, you know, fight and make a change, just do something for the company that no one else has ever done. Um, As I said, like, it's pretty surreal that it kind of, turned out that way in my head I was terrified but also if I was going to have it my way I was kind of hoping that it would be me and Cyrus Burns because Cyrus Burns is actually one of my like pretty close friends and you know he's just come back from a um, ankle injury and it would have been awesome to have that battle out also to see you know a bigger guy wrestle a smaller girl I know people have their opinions on 
that, but um, it, I think that would have been a fun match. But to know that I was winning a championship um, with somebody that not only I had idolised and watched, but then trained with, like, that's family. Like, it, the story doesn't write itself better than that. Um, but, yeah, to have that last laugh is it's such a, an amazing feeling. I can't put it into words what that's like. Um, yeah absolutely like I have to touch on that night because obviously I was in attendance uh you could you could literally feel the emotion in the room from all the little kids that that just line up they rush as soon as they hear your entrance music it's like they rush to to the side and they they want those high fives they want that little interaction like after the show they were all coming up to you they were hugging you they were so happy it was it was such an emotion charged night at the elfin sports center and i feel like it was really a stepping stone for you and it showed that that all that hard work that you put in over the years really has culminated here and and in my opinion, you can only go up from here, I'd say. Yeah, it, it just makes me so happy to know that, you know, I can have younger kids, girls, women, anybody, like just come to our shows and feel something good or enjoy a show. That's essentially all I do it for. But, um, you know, it inspires me so much more to continue and keep doing what I'm doing because without all those people, you know, none of us would do it. Now, how hard is it being from Tassie? And obviously we're a very isolated region. How hard is it to get noticed by other companies for the work that you're doing so that you can branch out and kind of go on and do shows with other companies? Yeah. Um, with, I can't speak for everyone, but in my case, I've learned that it is very much more word and mouth um, and having people know who you are. It was middle of uh, last year. I basically like emailed hundreds and hundreds of um, companies in Australia and I was just like, look, like I'll, I'll pay for my own flights. Like I just want an opportunity to have my name out there. Um, I talked to a couple of companies, but um, the first company that actually reached out um, and wanted to do something with me was obviously um, Venom Pro Wrestling, uh, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but it is really hard and it's awesome when we have guys like uh, Damien Slater, Richie Taylor, all that come down to do seminars. They'll do like a seminar before the show. Um, and we get to, you know, learn what, you know, people from around the country are doing in wrestling. But also I get to chat with them and be like, hey, these are veterans. What do I have to do to, you know, make myself stand out, make myself known? And um, as I said, it's very much worded mouth. Because keeping in mind, there isn't a lot of companies in Australia compared to like America. So you know, how many shows are booked a year and then how many talent, you know, you've got to provide to, you know, I guess your home state and then et cetera. But, you know, I think there's been a couple of other companies that are like opening up and starting. So um, 
the opportunities are broadening, but you just got to be persistent. And I think persistent and patient is what I am. I try and think of it like. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched on that uh, match at Venom Pro. Now that was with Tali and that was obviously for the, for the women's championship. Now, mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in that match, you you kind of played the villain, didn't you? You were more more of a heel yeah. based character, and obviously down down here, you're more of a face. and And how how did that feel going from the TCW crowd that loves you? You're literally you're the golden child to going up to Venom Pro where people may not know who you are and you're this, you're this heel that comes out so cocky, arrogant. And you, how did that feel to you? It felt like, it's almost sad to say, but it almost felt like amazing because there's that built up anger that I was speaking about before and just frustrations. It's also just fun to play like a different character, but I feel like it's very easy for me to get heat purely because one, I'm a girl and two, I'm ranger or even three because I'm from Tasmania. So um, it wasn't hard to have people dislike me. Also, Tali, who I wrestled, is very well known and she was the face champ at the time. So, you know, what do I have to do to, you know, tell that story and, you know, not only make her look as best of a champion as I can, but also, you know, the whole point of wrestling is to tell a story and I want to pull on, you know, everyone's heartstrings and make people feel emotions. And if that emotion has to be anger, then I do what I have to do. (laughs) All right. Then a burning question would be which, which style do you prefer? Do you prefer going out there and being the face or do you prefer going out there being the heel and just not giving a single F, basically. It really depends in Tassie because I love the fans so much and I know that they always have my back. I couldn't see myself, you know, turning against them because after everything that I've worked for, this kind of empire that I've built, um, I, you know, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to do an Eddie Jones. I'm not going to do a Liam Lacey. Um, But when I go to other companies, you know, I don't want to be looked at like the underdog. I want to be taken seriously and I'm not going to mess around. So as I said, I'm going to have to do what I have to do to get myself known. And if that case, I have to ruffle a few feathers, then so be it. But um, it really, really all depends on the situation and who I'm wrestling and yeah. If there's one company out there that you want to work for and one match that you could have with, with any woman in Australia, what would it be at this current stage? Um, I have a lot. <laughs> um, as far as companies goes, the, obviously the main goal for me would probably be like an MCW or a PWA, more so MCW because it's closer to home and um, I don't know, I feel, I, not that Sydney isn't bad, but I, just, I feel more comfortable that it's home and I know people from there. Um, as far as matches go, um, I think I think one of my dream matches would have to be me versus Avery, purely because she was 
one of the first females I saw live. Um, she wrestled down in Tassie in like 2016. I cannot remember for the life of me who she wrestled, um, but she was one of the girls. And then to see how far she's come and like what she's done, um, that inspires me. So I'd absolutely love to wrestle her. Um, but literally like all, I want to wrestle all the girls. I want to wrestle all the guys in um in Australia too but the main goal for me is to wrestle all the girls and um, learn as much as I can from all of them because they've all done a lot more than I have in the time that you know a lot of them have had even shorter careers than me but because I have the opportunity to wrestle pretty much anywhere and everywhere um, they learn so much more and to be able to learn from them as well would be you know a dream well, here you heard it here first. Mikey J, if you somehow manage to listen to this podcast, book it. Avery versus Charlie Rose at the next girl show. We, we want this to happen. We need this to happen. <laughs> and speaking of MCW, uh, you actually had a spot at a show that was kind of unplanned. And it was with uh, Murdoch and Caveman Ugg at the, the Fire Age show. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was in Melbourne for a week at the time, um, just kind of like on a holiday, I guess. And obviously the Fire Age show was on. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go watch some wrestling. Obviously, I'm like, I'm such a fan too. Like, there's no denying that. I'm such a big fan of everyone. I've subscribed to, you know, everyone's Vimeos and all that. Um, so to be able to watch, you know, MCW as a fan, I was like, hell yeah, let's go watch some wrestling. We ended up getting there um, like late, so I'd missed like the first couple of matches. But we sat down, and um, then you know that match happened, and they went up in the stands in the crowd, and I was like, I bet I just had a feeling because none of this was planned; it just happened. There was a free seat next to me, and you know they came so and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, please don't stop here. And then they just did. I was like, oh shit, okay, I have to do something now. Um, so then I I chopped him. I kind of gave Ugg the the nod, um, and then they went away and, away and had you know the rest of their match. But as soon as it happened, I messaged some of the TCW boys and I was like, I think I just accidentally had my MCW debut, and I don't know how to feel about it. But, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really I cool. love that. The, the accidental MCW debut. Yeah. When we look back at that in 10 years time, we will no doubt still be laughing. So <laughs> what, what does the future hold for Charlie Rose in, in the coming years? Like, as, as we mentioned, you're only still very young. You're only freshly 18. You've got so much ahead of you. What, what really does the future hold for you in the, in the wrestling world? Um, I think right now, I mean, I guess after all this quarantine and stuff is over, my goal is to, you know, really prove to everyone at Tasmanian Championship Wrestling that the Northesque title is not just a women's title. It's not the undercard title. It's as equal as the TCW Championship. I want to make it, you know, memorable and I want to fight as many people from TCW as I can to make that title mean something. That's all I want, you know, being the first. I don't want it to, like, you know, fade off into the shadows. I really want to make it mean something. And I feel like I have 
you know, that pressure on my shoulders being the first to make that happen. But as far as goals go, um, unfortunately, with, you know, the lack of, not lack of wrestling in Tassie, but just not as many opportunities to wrestle in Tassie, the goal would be to one day probably make the move to the mainland. I'm looking at probably Melbourne because obviously that's, you know, the goal. Um, just to be able to wrestle a lot more often um, and not have to, you know, pay the fee that is travelling over the Bass Strait because that is, it's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) I can can vouch for that. Yeah, right. Um, But, yeah, the goal for me, I guess, is to wrestle pretty much anywhere and everywhere as much as I can. And if that means that at some point I have to make the move, which I don't want to because I love, like, I love Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. That's my home. But if I want to go further, you know, in this business, you gotta, you got to fly away from the nest, I guess. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, telling your story. I really hope that things do pick up for you after this whole quarantine stuff ends because... I know it's obviously a very hard time for everyone in the wrestling world with, with not a lot going on. Um, a lot of things have had to get scrapped. A lot of things have been postponed. But when things all get back up and running, I, I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Charlie Rose. And I'm sure many people out there are in the same boat. So I thank you for coming on the podcast. And yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to say? I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, Any opportunity that I can get to, you know, share my story or, you know, get not only myself, but Tasmania and everyone here, you know, a voice and something, you know, that means the world to me because, you know, Tassie's only going to (laughs) grow one way or another. um, And that's what, you know, we're all doing it for. So, yeah, thank you. No problems at all. Really enjoyed this and I hope you guys listening enjoyed. There you have it guys. That is our first official interview in the books and I had so much fun doing this with Charlie and I thank her so much for being willing to come on the podcast, be the first ever episode as well. And it's helped me immensely. I was, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was so nervous that it wasn't funny going into this interview. I've never done an interview before with anyone. Usually I've been on the receiving end of interviews. So to have the roles reverse really was something. And honestly, I'm, I'm really excited for the future because now that I've got a taste for it, I've dipped my toes in the water. I'm excited. I really want to bring you guys more interviews now. So over the coming months, years, however long you guys decide to stick around, we'll get some more interviews on. We'll chat with some more local superstars, uh, look at some more TCW ones, hopefully expand out to the mainland as well. And yeah, I will catch you guys on the next episode, which will be dropping very soon. I'm hinting at maybe next week. So until then, stay classy. Keep it classy and I will see you legends on the next episode.